Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi Fi hotspots. Learn more at Cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. And what's up, everybody? Welcome in. Happy Monday, Gamecock Nation. This is your Firehouse Subs Lunch with Jalen Foster. I'm Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark. And joined today, it is South Carolina super senior Jalen Foster, safety, um, leading the Gamecocks in tackles, leading the world in interceptions. I don't know if that's a fact, but we're just going to say he is. Huge year so far. Uh, of course, first of all, we do want to thank Colum- all the Columbia Firehouse locations for sponsoring this lunch with Jalen Foster. If you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you see them all right there. No matter where you are in Columbia, promise you there's a firehouse close by. So appreciate them sponsoring this and uh, and having South Carolina senior Jalen Foster here with us. Uh, Jalen, man, we appreciate the time. Uh, big year for you so far. Congrats on the success so far, man. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thank y'all for having me on the show, man. Thank y'all. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to, uh, by the way, if you're a Gamecock fan that's uh, that's in the chat right now, we will be taking some questions throughout the show. So uh, throw some of them in there. We uh, we want to pop them on the screen and, and let Jalen uh, talk with you. And this is, uh, 
you know, it's going to be a laid back conversation. We're just going to hang out for a little while, talk some ball, let Jalen talk a little bit about his story. And uh, by the way, very one of the very first comments, uh, we, we got a shout out from Jalen's mom. So uh, <laughs> shout out to Miss Foster. J- Jalen, do you uh, let's start. Let's be uh, sentimental for a moment. Let's start. Do you want to say some words for your mom showing the support today, man? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that's my number one fan. Um, I love her to death. Um, couldn't do it without her. Uh, just, you know, I love her. <laughs> yeah, so, so shout out to Jalen's mom. Um, Jalen, let, let's start with the obvious, man. Um, what what has been different this year? I, I mean, obviously, you, uh, you know, you sort of stepped in and, and played quite a bit last year. Um, I think maybe started half the games, played in a bunch of games. Uh, you, you were put on scholarship last year. But um, this year, man, it's like you've taken it to another level. Uh, did, did you foresee this coming in? Did did you sort of sense it that, man, I'm, I'm about to take off this year? Or, uh, you know, what what has just been the difference in your eyes uh, with you sort of taking that, that next step this year, man? Uh, you know, I, I kind of felt it. Um, the work I put in this summer, um, I did those things that, that helped me prepare the right way. Um, so when the season came, you know, I was able to go out there and play at the highest level, um, build confidence in myself with my training. And, you know, the, the strength staff did a great job this offseason with us. So, you know, those things helped me, you know, helped me get ready for the year. Yeah, and Jalen, I, I definitely want to talk a lot about this season, but first area I wanted to go to was you you just had such an interesting journey like to get to USC, right? And to get to this point. You know, you had a really good career at Burns High School, Shrine Bowler, all state guy, right? Um, you spend your first year at Garner Webb. So take us through that time. Uh that's twenty sixteen, right? That was your first year at Garner Webb. This is actually your sixth year. Uh, playing college football. So t- tell us a little bit about the decision, you know, your first year at Garner Webb, that experience, and why you decided to walk away from a scholarship to walk on at South Carolina and take that opportunity. Oh, um, you know, going into Garner Webb, you know, I I kind of had a chip on my shoulder. Um, I felt like I deserved a, a bigger shot, a bigger opportunity to play, you know, at a higher level. And, you know, I kind of took that took it and put a chip on my shoulder going and guarding the world, just showing the world, like, I, I am able to play at the highest level um, as a DB. And, you know, when I got there, I kind of just – I wanted to dominate everything I did. Um, so that's that's kind of what my mindset was there. And then, you know, the decision, it was kind of easy. Um, after that first year, you know, I kind of – I felt confident in, in my game. Um, I was kind of still new to, to do, uh, defensive back. So, you know, that first season was kind of helping me get uh, my, my, my feet under me. And, you know, after I did that, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm 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 definitely capable of doing this at a higher level for sure. So when, when that process took place, um, did the portal exist yet or it wasn't – the transfer portal wasn't around yet? Nah, see, see when I did it, um, it was you had to go to the coach and you had to tell them a certain amount of schools that you were interested in transferring to. So I had to do all that and then, you know, from there, it was kind of like a waiting game to see if I was able to get into those schools. So, so what what was that process like, Jalen, as far as, um, you know, ending up at South Carolina? Was it kind of like, you know, being an in-state guy, you had always wanted to be in South Carolina, or were there some connections there? Were there some friends at South? Yeah. What was sort of just the process of you kind of deciding, hey, if I'm, if I'm going to take this leap, um, I want it to be with the Gamecocks, man? 
Oh, uh, really? It was just I wanted to stay in state. Um, I always dreamed of playing, playing for a team in South Carolina. Um, and I had connections down here, um, in Columbia. So you know, I kind of just put those connections to work. And you know, when the time came, you know, this was the the place for me. What was that period hard in terms of getting to South Carolina? Uh, running a lot of scout team, you know, early in your career, playing mostly on special teams and having to wait around for that scholarship, because obviously you bet on yourself and it's paid off, you know, leading, leaving Garner Webb. But what was that process like kind of waiting around for something good to happen on the scholarship front and on the playing time front? Um, It was hard. Most definitely, you know, just as a kid, you know, your dream was always being to play at the highest level. Um, So when, when I did it, you know, I, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. Um, you know, patience, you know, that's the biggest thing I learned. You got to be patient and wait for the opportunity. You know, it was hard, but I made sure, you know, I was I was getting myself prepared. So when the time did come, I was ready to go. So uh, can, can you take us back to uh, maybe the moment you, you learned you were going to go on scholarship? Um, you know, just get, give us a little background. Was, was it kind of like, I expect this is coming and then, and then you got it. Or was it a complete surprise? Like maybe, maybe just uh, tell, tell the, the listeners out there the story behind uh, when you learn the news and just mm-hmm. like, you know, your immediate reaction reaction from teammates um, for, for what was, I'm sure like probably w- one of the best days of your football life. I would, mm-hmm. I would imagine, man. Um, So <laughs> it's crazy because uh, Jalen Dickerson and RJ Roderick, they actually had kept telling me like all summer, like, yo, yo, it's coming. It's coming. Like the work you've been putting in is is gonna is paying off. It's coming. And uh, at the fall uh, fall camp practice first week before Tennessee, like Coach Muschamp just called me out. He was like, "You on scholarship now?" And I, I don't know. Like my heart kind of dropped. I was so excited, but you know, it was just like, yeah, I knew. You know, I was. I knew this day was come. Uh, would come. I just wasn't prepared for the moment. I honestly wasn't even prepared. Who was who was your first call to once you learned? We've seen some of that on some of the videos that USC's put out, where somebody's calling their mom, calling a family member. Who'd you call, and what was their reaction? Well, it's crazy because I actually called my mom and dad, but like they had already knew. Um, somebody had already had leaked the video, so I was like, I thought I was the first one to tell them, but they had already knew. So it was kind of like we already know, but you know, we happy for you. And I was like, dang, <laughs> dang, somebody took that moment away from me. So, so word spread fast. Um, yeah, right yeah, here. real fast, real fast. Yeah. Um. So uh, then, then you know, you you play last year. Um. Probably a weird year for all of you with, uh, you know, COVID and uh, protocols, ten game SEC schedule. Then um, go through the coaching change. Coach Beamer comes in. Uh. You know, you you I guess sort of had a decision there, man, because uh, you know, you, you use your extra year. Um, I guess you're like a super senior now, uh, some people call it. What was what, was it a no brainer or was there like an actual sort of discussion? Do I do I come back for, for this final year? Do I spend this final year somewhere else? Because there's a new, you know, almost all new coaches coming in. What what was that like? I'll say it like this. What was that like just going through a coaching change when you're like probably seeing all the reports out there? You know, this guy might be coming, this guy might be coming, but you're kind of just hanging out like, I, I got my my life to to look out for here. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it was no burner for me. You know, I always, like I said, I always wanted to play for a team in state, and you know, 
getting that little experience last year, uh, it was just it was an amazing feeling being able to to represent the state and my hometown. Um, it gave a lot of those people back home a chance to see me play. I loved it. So for me, it was no brainer. Um, I was just waiting on meeting the coach, whoever it was, um, sitting down with him and seeing what what his plans were for me. And you know, but like I said, it was no brainer for me. What what were those initial conversations like? I mean, do you rem- kind of remember the first conversations you had with Shane Beamer or even with with Tori and Gray? I mean, what what were those like? What was what was the message that they delivered to you, and what were the conversations like? Oh uh, yeah, Coach Beamer. You know, when I met him, you know, he we kind of hit it off uh, good at first. You know, just both football minded. Uh, we both love the game of football, so you know, we kind of hit it off. But you know, he just told me, you know, he believed and trusted me to be the leader. Um, a leader of the defense, a leader of the secondary, you know, just do the do the things I have to do in the all season to be able to to help this team in the uh, in the fall. So uh so then fast forward a little bit, then we're in spring practice or, or we're getting ready for spring practice. Uh Coach Clayton White comes in, says, This is my scheme, I'm installing it, uh, this four two five. Um, you know, not not to say anything about the scheme last year or anything, but what what have the differences been for you guys as far as learning this scheme, getting comfortable? It it seems to me just outside looking in, Jalen, that the guys are really able to to play fast in this scheme, and and maybe uh, y- y'all have picked it up pretty quickly for it to be the first year in this scheme. What what is it about the way y'all do things that has let y'all sort of not have to think on the field and, and sort of just go react and, and make some plays, man? Uh, first of all, you know, the coaches did a great job in the offseason. Um, we met extra a lot, um, just making sure that we picked up the new the new system real good. So when, like I said, when the fall came, we didn't have no no questions or no doubts. We was able to play fast. But they do a great job each each week on um, making sure that we understand each each job. Um, our job in the defense. Um, so, you know, when we get to game time, it's, it's just out there playing, having fun, man. And, you know, that. That that's what helped us. We you know we're not really thinking too much. Um, the scheme is is kind of it's kind of easy to attack. You know, so when we on the field, you know that's all we thinking just attack. Tell us a little bit about without giving away anything. I know you're not going to give away you know trade secrets about playing safety and coach White's scheme, but tell us a little bit about you know just in general the safety's responsibilities in this scheme. Um, what's your task with as kind of the leader back there as far as making calls and adjustments and stuff like that? Um, so for me, you know, I'm I'm just in charge of making sure everybody in the secondary um gets the call. Um I'm more of the strong safety, so I'm I'm to the field a lot of times. So I have the, the task of giving the field corner and the nickel the calls and making sure, you know, we're on the same page. But me, I'm just like the security blanket, uh just making sure nothing gets behind me. Um, that's basically my job. Just make sure nothing gets behind me. And when I see a play, um, I see something, I, I uh, figure something out. Just go make a play. Jalen, you sort of mentioned it right then, but I, I was about to go that direction. How how interchangeable are the two safety spots with this within this scheme? Like, are, are guys playing? Uh, are guys capable of playing both, or is it more like, hey, we're slotting you at this one, learn this one, um, and, and just make sure you have it dialed in, and, and kind of how? How different are the two spots, like, I guess, in responsibilities uh, on a given play? 
Um, I say it's interchangeable. Um, actually, I started at free safety, the boundary safety at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, and RJ started at the strong safety to the field, and then we kind of switched. So, you know, it's both guys got to be able to play both. Um, you know, the boundary is more run fits, and the field is more, more, more dealing with the pass, uh, things like that. And out the box, you know, the, the boundary is in the box a lot, but you know, it's not really a lot of difference. You know, both, both sides kind of got the same job. I was going to bring up your your ball skills that you've shown, Jalen. Obviously, you showed that at Gardner-Webb once you got to South Carolina and you've come into your own here at South Carolina. You know, that's been an area that's really stood out, you know, is getting interceptions, getting your hands on balls. Is there kind of an art to that? Is it more of like knowing where to be? Because you've had a knack for being in the right place at the right time this year. Is that film study? Is it just a natural kind of God-given thing, a little bit of both? Oh, I say a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I, I kind of harp on my, my film study. Uh, I make sure I do that a lot. Um, so when I get in the game, you know, the game is much easier. I don't have to think. Um, but also God, man, he, he's blessed me with tremendous uh, ability. So, you know, I got to give him the credit for that. And also, you know, I played receiver in high school. So, you know, that's that's kind of a natural thing for me. So, uh, Jalen, by the way, we got another uh, shout out on here uh, for Pat Watson, maybe oh. – uh, a friend of yours or your cousin, maybe yeah, it looks like. That's my cousin. That's my cousin. What up, cuz? Okay. Yes. The uh, the Jalen Foster fan club is uh, is showing support today, man. Uh, that's awesome to see. So we, uh, by the way, everybody in here, you can send in your questions. We're gonna pick some for Jalen. Uh, just throw it in the little chat if you're on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you can throw it in the chat. We had a question on here, and it was a question I had for you as well. Um, so. And, and I don't know the exact rules. I know the coaches like can't talk about refs' calls and stuff. So, Jalen, let's just say hypothetically, mm-hmm. if there was a football that looked like it either did or did not touch the ground on this past Saturday, and I didn't have an angle to tell, um, <laughs> would you say that that football hypothetically touched the ground or did not touch the ground? Nah, it, it didn't touch the ground. Uh, I actually, I, I thought I was going to come up with an interception, so it I bobbled it up in the air, so that's how I know it didn't touch the ground. But, you know, the rest called incomplete, so, you know, I can't can't do nothing with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so, you, you like you said, you batted that one up, but how many – you had one interception definitely taken off the board, right, in game one. Is that is that the only one, or was there more than one that you had wiped out? Uh, that's the only one. That's the only one. Okay. Yeah. One thing I noticed, man, when you – you have fun on the field. Oh, yeah. Right? Like yeah. You, got, you got that smile going on on the field um, with, with the pick. I still remember the pick. We've got some pictures of you on Gamecock Central. Like, is is the football field, is that kind of like – it seems like your happy place, man. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, anything dealing with football, man, that's my happy place, man. That That's, that's one of the things that made me happy. Um I feel like a little kid um, when I'm out there, you know, just running around, having fun. You know, I kind of – when I'm on the field, man, I kind of forget about everything else that's going on and just and just have fun, just have fun. Did uh, – the, the one that got wiped out that you scored on, was that – did you bust out some, like, prompt, like some Deion Sanders uh, – High step into the end zone, or you were you were doing some moves into the end zone. It looked like, man, what what was that? <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to tightrope the sideline and kind of give a little high step, you know, trying trying to do a little celebration, but also you know, getting the end zone at the same time. Yeah, that that was nice. That was nice. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, 
so you had you mentioned earlier that you really like film study and Wes and I cover all the prospect camps, you know, in the summer in June. Uh, Coach Beamer, obviously, his first set of summer camps back in June this year. And you were one of the guys out there that was helping some of the campers, teaching them techniques. To me, that, you know, combined with how you like studying film, is coaching in your future after the game. Oh, yeah, mo- most definitely. Um, I just – you know, I like I like the S and the O's of it, but I also like helping other people. Um, especially this summer, it gave me a great opportunity to work with a lot of young men who who don't get the uh, experience of being on college campus, or uh, also working with college players. So you know, I kind of I kind of loved it. Um, it kind of made me excited. You know, I was waking up waking up for those counts. You know, early getting myself together just because I love it. You know, I just love being able to help young people. Um, get better in life, not only football, but better in life. We got an, another shout out here from uh, Miss Marie Jackson Moore. Says yeah. she's uh, she's known you since she was four years old, man. Uh, yeah, she's loving yeah. your smile. Says you're a wonderful young man. So, again, we got the whole fan club on here. Shout out to uh, Miss Marie. Uh, Jalen, uh, Chris, Chris, you want to do some of those superlatives like we did last time? Get Jalen to talk about some teammates a little bit. Um, yeah, add it on my list. Okay. Let's, let's hit those, man. Um who uh now now I know you're playing safety, so it's maybe there's not a lot of like one-on-one coverage responsibilities, but I'm sure y'all still do one-on-ones in practice. So mm-hmm. who uh who at receiver or who are the couple of guys at receiver that um is gonna be the toughest matchup uh for you know for for you as far as teammates go? Who 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 when you see over there, you're like, all right, I gotta step my game up a little bit for this rep. Uh I, I give a couple. Uh Josh Van, of course, you know, he's yeah. He's doing a tremendous job this year. You know, he loves to compete. Um, the carry on joining is another guy who loves to compete. So, you know, then EJ, EJ Jenkins, you know, he's a big, a big guy. So, you know, you kind of have to step your game up for him. And also Nick Muse, man, he uh people think might think he's kind of slow, but man, he got some moves. He got some moves on him now. I'm not gonna lie, he got some moves. And and also Jaheen Bell, you know, he's a he's a tremendous athlete, you know, he does it all. So those guys. Those guys right there, I kind of have to be like, okay, yeah, it's time to, to put on your A game right here. So so just to make sure, you are not saying that Nick Muse is slow. No, 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 no. Some people, some, some people, people might I know, say I know, I go against him every day, so I know I know what he can do. I know what he can do. We're just going to make sure, so we might need to bring in Nick and y'all can hash that out just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, um, all right, so – you mentioned earlier how you played receiver in high school, 1,400 all-purpose yards as a senior at Burns High. And I want to go to Burns High and talk about that connection a little bit later too. But could you line up against some of your defensive back teammates right now and put a little move on them and get open? You think you could help out a little bit there? Oh, yeah, of course, man. You know, once a receiver, always a receiver, man. I try to tell him that air now and then. Like, I, I, I still do it to him now. I do it to him. You, no, no opportunities in practice lately, though. To- nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm going to talk to Coach Beamer about that one, though. Got to. Chris, you noticed there was no hesitation? Like, you you uh, didn't even finish that question. And Jalen's over there like, oh, yeah, I got well, it. I, 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 I wasn't going to put him quite on the spot. I mean, you do have to play with these guys on the same side of the ball and not be yeah. arguing. So I wasn't going to say which guys could you could you do up the most. I, we'll leave that one out. We'll just go to another category. <laughs> So. Who um uh, we we asked Jaheim this too um who who's the fastest guy or guys on this team man like who's uh who who's maybe uh, gonna beat everybody uh, if if we line this thing up mm, 
that that's a tough one right there. Uh, I don't know because it's a few people who 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 claim they the fastest, and you know they haven't lined it up yet. So I I don't know. I can't give you an answer, but I would say you know uh, Xavier Leggett can run. Uh, AB can run. Cam Smith, Darius Rush. Uh, those guys they can run. So I don't know. I want them to line it up. I don't know though. Hey, were were you were you on the field or uh, or on the sideline when uh, when Jordan Birch took that ball to the house early this year? Oh, I was on the sideline. I was on, on the sideline. Side. But so you still had you still had an up close view, man. Um, what what were you thinking? Because I I mean I've always known Jordan. I saw him play at Hammond. I knew he was fast, mm-hmm. but to me it was something about him seeing that end zone. It was <laughs> it was another level. What 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 was your view of that play, man? Oh. Uh, Oh my gosh, like what, like what, like I'm telling you, like he's, you think, y'all talk about LeBron, Jordan Birch is kind of one of those guys, like the things he can do, oh man, he's a freakish athlete, uh, he's fast, he can catch, tackle, run the ball, like when I seen him take off, I was like, oh my gosh, I did not know he can run like this, but yeah, he 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 can run, he definitely can run. So coaching superlative on this one, and what got me thinking about it was, when Jordan Strong got that interception, oh. Vandy, uh, Mike P mm. took off down the sideline. Now, Mike P, he looks like he could still play. He played 14 years in the league. Coach Beamer always likes to talk about how the defensive staff could had a few guys who played in the league, could line mm. up and play. Best athlete who's a coach still on, on the team. What, what would you say? Be very I, careful, I feel like, with this one, Jalen. Uh, yeah, I might cause you some problems. Torian might get his feelings hurt a little bit if you don't no, say him. But. I'm not going to say Coach Gray. Coach Gray, you know, he kind of uh, – I say part might be – Coach might be – might be him and Coach Hardesty and uh, Coach Stelt. I'm probably top three. Though I think they, those guys still got it in them. Yeah. Mike Mike P though man he he just built a little different yeah oh yeah most definitely he he's built different yeah he's got the buck life thing going on yeah um, but uh so you you played you played some basketball in high school too yes sir right? yes sir yes sir I how are, are were we good uh, at basketball as well oh yeah most definitely um I won I got all state my senior year one state championship my senior year also um so. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. I would say that was my first love. That was my first love. So definitely good on the court. So so you you had a pretty fun high school uh, <laughs> high school life. Oh huh? yeah, most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. You're playing, you know, state championships in basketball. Winning a you're playing at Burn like Burns football is just in this state. Uh, the support is incredible. Um, but but we asked that we asked Jaheim as well. Uh, if you're building a, a, fi- a starting five uh, on this team, on you, you know your teammates to go play some basketball, um, do, do you have off the top of your head like do, do you play with some of the guys a, a decent yeah. amount? Yeah, I got, I got, I got a starting five. Uh, one would be me. I'd be at the point. Uh, okay. Josh Van would be at the two. Uh, I think I put Birch at the four. Uh, let me see who I go with at the three. Ah. Uh, that's a, that's a tough one. I'm gonna get I'm getting on some of them. I'll probably put Cam Smith. You know he's a good defender, so I need him at the at the three spot lockdown zone. Then the five, mm, I put EJ just because you know he he's big, so I need I need that I need that. Jaheem, Chris Jaheem did yeah. the same thing. He had EJ at the five, 
Jordan Birch definitely made the team. I think Josh Van made the team. I think yeah. Cam Smith, you're going a little more on defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, with this five. Um, who Who's going to be the leading scorer? Is it going to be you? Or are you going to distribute? I give it to Josh. Josh, I'll let Josh handle the scoring. Josh Van, he, hey, he's he's the one I probably probably say give me my toughest run on the court. Is, is Josh, does he have the outside game or just well-rounded or – yeah, way around it. You know, he can do it all, shoot the three, get to the hole. So that's that's part of my toughest matchup on the court, for sure. I, I think you and Jaheim had a very similar team. Jaheim did pick EJ. I think he had Jordan at the three. Mm-hmm. And then I think he had Josh as a guard. I'm so, I, I don't think Jaheim picked Jalen. No, nah, it, it's, it's okay. See, the young guys, they don't really know. You know, I don't got old. <laughs> so I don't really with them. But the older guys, they, they, know, they know the deal. There you go. There you go. But, but – Jalen didn't pick Jaheim either. So yeah. kind of um, speaking of Jaheim, though, in all seriousness, what what has that been like, man? Um, obviously he's on a different side of the ball from you, but uh I'm watching this kid sort of it feels like he's like coming into his own. He's he does so many different things on offense. Uh he can run, but he's got size. He just chunked that Vandy dude like straight off of him on a early Saturday. Uh, what what do you see from Jaheim, man? Um, he's a dog. I I use that to to describe him. He's a dog. Um, he's a guy who can do it all. Like I said, he can get in the backfield, run the ball. He can catch. Um, he can block. He's a guy who he returned kids this past Saturday. Man, he's a guy who just when he get on the field, he loves to compete. Um, he's determined not to to get tackled. Um, he's determined to beat the man in front of him, and I love that about him. So I, I want to go back to Cam Smith and maybe some of your other former teammates too. But, you know, Cam's a guy that's made some plays, obviously, battled a little bit of injury this year. But you mentioned how good of a defender he is on the hardwood. Um, obviously, he has that mentality at corner too. But what have you seen from Cam as a young player and how good do you think he can ultimately be as he continues to progress? Um, He's a guy I love to compete. Um, I think as a defensive back, you have to be able to – so you have to love to compete. Um, he's a guy who who loves that. Um, he's a guy who loves to learn. Um, you know, he's a guy who who just you know every time you're on the field, he, he's somebody like me. You know, he he has fun. Um, he loves to the the make a play and talk junk, let you hear about it. But you know, I love it because it, it's a little dog in him. But you know, he he has to keep going. You know, just improving his game all around. You know, being able to tackle. You know, cover. You know be inside, outside, you know, do everything, you know, that that's what makes a great defensive player, defensive back. And, you know, he does those things, he's going to be very good. You, you mentioned earlier, Jalen, that you're in charge of sort of getting the guys lined up, make, making some calls in the secondary. I know, uh, obviously, a home game, the the offense sort of benefits from that, you know, your crowd is, mm-hmm. is not talking and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, the crowd's getting pumped up when you guys are on defense, trying to keep the offense from communicating, obviously, but um, from like a very literal sense, what what is it like being on the field at Williams Bryce Stadium? In, let's say like Kentucky game when that place is jam packed, massive fourth quarter game, SEC game, crowds going nuts. Um, can how how do you like how, literally? How do you communicate with the guys around you? Can can they hear you? Can you hear them? Is it is it hand signals or or how exactly does that work? Oh, you know, I, I tell a lot of people that it's not as hard as you think. You know, people can hear you on the field, you know, because they kind of – they're close to you. But for mm-hmm. him, for for field corner, you know, they're kind of on the opposite sideline. So you have to use hand signal. Um, you have to also have to trust the nickel. 
who's come somebody close to me had to pass the call to him also. But you know, it's not very hard as people think, you know, especially for us kind of since it's our home crowd, we're kind of used to it. So, you know, those those things don't really play a factor in it. Jalen, uh favorite play to make? Because I was I was going through and thinking about your season so far, and you've made all of these types of plays. Interception, okay, strip sack. Or just how about a big open field tackle? Like, let's say a little tunnel screen, and you beat a blocker, and you go and just tackle a guy for a three yard loss. What, what's what's your favorite play to make? Oh, that's tough. Um, I have to say the interception, man. I'm I'm a receiver at heart, like I said. So anytime I get the, the ball in my hands, man, I, I love that feeling right there. I would say that third, the the tackle though in open field, that's that's also a great feeling too. Is that a part of your game you feel like has maybe steadily improved, man? Because it, it seems like, uh, again, outside looking in, but it seems like once uh, – I don't even know how to describe it. Once you diagnose it, there's no hesitation. Like you're you're getting you're getting squared up. You're going to the football. That's something that to me is like a veteran safety thing. Sometimes you see safeties are a little hesitant to, to get up in there. You have been aggressive but under control. Does that just come from – experience comfortability or, or or how do you sort of get to that point as a player to feel that comfort level doing that oh uh, yeah comfortability plays a big part but you know coach gray he does a great job um he always tells us just go you know when you see the play just go you know don't break down nothing like that just go play aggressive um then also with with coach gray he he does a great job um breaking their their schemes down you know he helps us out a lot throughout the week gives us tips and stuff. And I just try to follow those um, to my best ability. And when I see it, man, I just go. Yeah, good stuff. Um, tell us a little bit about pass rush, right? Because they, they've used you a little bit as a pass rusher. Um, I remember, I think it was the Troy game is when you had the strip sack, right? Mm-hmm. What What's kind of the art of getting timed up, Um there because obviously if you sometimes there's corner blitzes nickel blitzes safety you came off the edge in that troy game what's what's kind of the the tricks of the trade there as far as just is it just experience and like wes said earlier getting comfortable uh again both um just doing practice just working on those things um making sure you know throughout the week you kind of play with a little bit and see which one feels the best um which one you have best success with, and then you take that into Saturday's game, and you just that's the one you kind of kind of do. Again, uh, we want to thank Firehouse Subs for uh, sponsoring this uh, discussion with Jalen. And uh, I'll tell you what, av- advertising works because we sat here with Jaheem last week, and I stared at that Firehouse Subs logo right there. And then the next day for lunch, <laughs> I was in there and I got the uh, it was whatever one Jaheem was. Jaheem sold us on this. Uh, is it the bacon ranch? Chicken um, bacon. So I was in there ordering the daggum sub um, over here on Garner's Ferry Road, man. So um, Jalen, tell us uh, your firehouse order. What what are you going for? What what's the top pick? Um, you know, and again, we we appreciate firehouse subs here in Columbia, man. Oh, I'm definitely going with a hook and ladder. Uh, you know that. It kind of got a little bit of both types of meat on it. Um, I just I think that thing right there is, is, is filling, man. If you just look at that picture right there, uh, <laughs> make you want to go to Firehouse right now and eat on it right now. Real good, real good. 
Jalen, you did a good job selling that, man. Wes, come on, man. God. Now I'm going to go to Firehouse after this. Oh, well. That's fine. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I appreciate Firehouse Subs hooking up this uh, another lunch with Jalen Foster. Jalen, you started your career as a corner, right? And we've talked about the ball skills. You have the receiver background. Take us through the decision, whoever's decision it was, or kind of how that happened of transitioning from playing corner at Garner-Webb to getting to South Carolina, and then eventually, you know, you switch over to where you're playing safety, which is where you're at now. Um, so I had to credit Coach T-Rob um, last year. Um, you know, I played a lot of corner nickel still last year, and then he he came to me as like with with your your capability, like your mental mental part of the game. Um. You better versatile. So we, we think, you know, safety probably is what, you know, you will help us out there the best at safety. And I was just like, uh, I was kind of hesitant because I've always been a corner. Um, but then once I got, got to safety and I was seeing how I was making plays, I was like, yeah, that's – I think safety is the spot for me for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So you mentioned also scout team earlier. Like you played, you played a good bit of scout team earlier in your South Carolina career. We get a lot of questions about scout team and like what exactly it means. Can you kind of like encapsulate that experience of, of like how is it playing scout team? Um, what are you doing on a daily basis? Like how can you improve your own skill set within the defense to where you're scratching and calling to try to get on the field while you're still helping the, the team and the guys that are going to be playing more prepare for the next opponent? Mm-hmm. So basically, you're going against the offense. Um, you're simulating the other team's defense on um, their schemes and things like that. And for me, basically, I was just, you know, working on those schemes that they was telling us to work on, but also paying attention to my craft as well. Um, like playing the ball down the field, being in phase, out of phase, you know, finishing on the ball carry, things like that. You know, the little things like the scheme doesn't matter when it comes to those things. Um, but you know, scout team, you just like I say, you just Simulating the other team's defense uh, for the offense, you know, giving them the best look, um, helping them prepare for Saturday. Jaheim, Jaheim, Jalen, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, tell us about your experience at Burns a little bit more. You, you won a, a state title there in basketball, as you said. Great football program there. Um, who are some of the guys? Were there any that, like, former Gamecock athletes that came from Burns that, you know, you kind of looked up to? We have Nick Jones. Um, you know, do some writing for us. Obviously, a, a really productive receiver. Marcus Lattimore was there. Seems like a pretty tight knit football community there. So, which guys, you know, do you know and did you kind of keep in contact with? Um, Marcus and Nick. Um, to this day, I still keep in contact with both of them. Um, you know, Marcus. Marcus was here on staff for a little bit, so you know, our relationship grew. Um, grew a little bit more when he was here. Um, but both of those guys, you know, they kind of been role models to me since I was a kid, you know, just being in that community, um, watching those guys play football, seeing the success they had uh, at Burns, then on the next level. Um, it also motivated me to to want to do those things and follow their, foot, uh, their footsteps. You mentioned uh, coaching earlier and how you may want to get into coaching. Um, you're, are you still retail management Is your was your major, right? Aside from coaching, maybe being in your future, any particular path that you're thinking you want to take after football, or is it absolutely 100%? You know, you're going all in on trying to be a coach somewhere. Oh uh, yeah, 100% coaching. Uh, that's just something I've I've had a um, 
a knit for since I was little. Um, just being around the game of football, like I said earlier, just that kind of excites me. So, you know, coaching definitely is what I want to get into. High school level, college, pros eventually, mm-hmm. like, or just whatever comes your way. Uh, I think college. Um, I just I like the the midpoint between high school and the pros. You know, college you still have a chance to help help develop somebody's uh, skill sets. You know, necessarily high school is kind of more run around football, but when you get to college, you kind of you kind of have to harp in on the techniques and things like that. So obviously in college, um, one thing that I'm sure you know, got to do some recruiting as a coach. You got to be involved in that. Jaheim last week was bragging on his recruiting ability. So do, have you gained any experience like hosting some prospects or anything like that to where you think, yeah, I'm going to be a pretty good recruiter when I become a college coach? Oh, uh, you know, this summer during the counts, I kind of gave a little tour, some tours after after yeah. the count. You know, that kind of that kind of gave me a little experience. But I, I think I'll be good uh, with it, you know, just just because I have a good relation, uh, personality. Um, I can connect with those guys real good. You see, you see yourself being, um, you know, do you have a particular aspiration of, you know, what you want to do as far as coaching? Because some guys are kind of like, like Torian Gray is a good example. He's for the most part been a DB's coach. Some guys move up to a defensive coordinator. Some have head coaching aspirations. Do you have a feel for that right now? Oh, uh, yeah. I think I want to do um, secondary, but also uh, be a defensive coordinator. Um, I don't, I don't think I want to do head coach. That's a lot of lot on your plate. Um, but I love to be a defensive coordinator for sure. What What would your defense be right now if you had to say, like, let, let's say Jalen? I like that. I like that question. You You get to draw up your own defensive scheme. Your playbook's completely blank. Is your scheme like what are you coming up with? What's kind of your identity there? Um, not to, not to get like not to get on Coach White's playbook, but I think something like that because it's real aggressive. I like it, you know. Not not a lot of sitting back, just going at the uh, opponent. So I think I kind of would copy after that. Have Have y'all enjoyed that aspect of it, Jalen? Just uh, kind of uh, not not sitting back. <laughs> oh yeah, most most definitely. You know, it's fun. You know, you see a lot of guys flying around on the field. You know that that scheme kind of lets us do that. So most definitely. All right, so looking forward, J- Jalen, we're getting close to letting you get on out of here so you can go get yourself a firehouse sub, and Wes and I too. Uh, but look, looking forward to the rest of this season, man. Um, we're past the midway point, which is crazy, right? This year has absolutely flown by. But how do you feel like you guys have, have progressed just as a defense from mm-hmm. game one and the comfort level and everything to now? Um, where are you guys at as a defense, you think? Um. I think we we still have room for improvement. Um, I think it's still some some big plays that we would like to to cut down on. But um, other than that, I think we we're we're real far along farther along than I thought. Um, we're playing great football on the defensive side. Uh, you know, and like I said, I just wish we we could cut down some of the explosive plays. And after that, I think we'll be real good. We do have a quick question here from T. Um, Shout out to T. Uh, they want to know who is the hardest offensive player to tackle. Um, you know, you could take that two ways, uh, either just your maybe a teammate in, in practice or uh, is there anybody you faced this year, like an opponent that, that you thought was, you know, especially difficult? You can, you can go either direction, I guess, with that, man. Mm, 
I'm not going to do teammate because then I might offend some people. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to do a hardest opponent. Uh, I'll say uh, Chris Rodriguez uh, for Kentucky, 24 mm-hmm. running back. I think he's probably the hardest one. He he gets a lot of at the, at the contact yard, so definitely him. All right, Jalen. Yeah, appreciate you, man, um, very much for doing this today. Wes, got anything else? I think. Don't I think I'm good. I think I'm uh, about to go to Firehouse and uh, and get my lunch, man. <laughs> the hook and ladder. So, Jaheim Bell has the Chicken Bacon Ranch, Jalen Foster, the hook and ladder, which is an awesome pick. We'll see what everybody else comes up with in the future. But uh, appreciate the Columbia Firehouse subs for uh, sponsoring this virtual lunch with Jalen Foster. Jalen, really appreciate your time, man. Um, good luck the rest of the season. Wishing you uh a healthy rest of the season, and uh, thanks a lot for doing this. Oh, yeah. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, thank you, Jalen. And uh, we'll see you all later. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.